0: Well, I was thinking this morning. You know the uh, the phrase and what the phrase points to. I don't know if it's a word or a phrase, but the the phrase word buzzword is much maligned in our industry, right? Uh, you know, people say, "Oh, that's just a buzzword." DevSecOps, that's a buzzword. Multi cloud, that's a buzzword. DevOps, that's a buzzword. X eighty six Turbo Boost, that's a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> there's no buzz to that word. That's
1: kind of a retro buzzword. I don't think a lot of people. Yeah. Are that, but okay, all right. And, but
0: I, I was thinking, you know, not to be contra opinion guy because I always find that kind of annoying. But like, you know, a, a buzzword. You know, it's one of the something is only a buzzword if it is not good or if it's not being used well, right? Like, like you know, cloud. At some point, uh, you could call that a buzzword, but there's actually a technology, and it's fine. It's good. And uh, you know, it's all all sorts of things like that. They get to this stage where they they are buzzwordy and they are misapplied, right? Like now, you know, it's a whole other thing. Like, and this is my point: is like, it may be a buzzword, but probably the reason you're saying that is because it's being misapplied to something, right? That like it doesn't, it's not really an apt description of it. So, anyways, I don't know if that's like too uh, universal. But it made me think that there must be like a buzzword maturity life cycle where like you can you can track the emergent the emergence of a word at some point it becomes a buzzword and then uh, you know I don't think it follows the diffusion of innovation curve but like
2: I, I actually I think I think maybe um, a buzzword is like this tangent that escapes from the hype cycle right oh. you, you've got the trough of disillusionment and there's this tangent that just it's, it's arcing up and it, everybody's like super excited and there's this buzzword thing that just kind of kept going and everyone's getting disillusioned as it as it tangents off into being um tangent yeah 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 because yeah. the curve like like nope's out and goes into the trough of disillusionment <laughs>
1: so i <understand, laughs> yeah, like, where does the buzzword end up like a black hole like where well, it, yeah, just, it just keeps it, going it comes
2: back down it comes back down and and, and you know I'm going to have to get my math nerds in here. Gums it is kind of parallel to the uh what what do they call that long tail of happiness or well, I forget. My
1: of productivity.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So the buzzwords are like, yeah, sure, that 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 is a buzzword, but it's parallel to what we actually are all doing.
0: I think you're I think you're right that at 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 worst, the the buzzword maturity cycle is is a uh it's it's a, a multi-layer S-curve on top of the, the the hype cycle it may go down and flatten out but it's just good that trajectory's up there can i kinda it's, need uh, some quants yeah yeah it's <laughs> uh i think i think you know and you reminded me of one of the more the more difficult concepts i always grappled with in uh, calculus which was uh when a line nopes i, I could never <laughs> figure that out that, that was that was a hard one but not to be I,
2: confused when a parabola yeets
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. Uh, I don't really even know what that means, but that's fine. I hear it all the time. It's but uh, I I was I was thinking of, of that. What it made me realize that you, uh, Brandon, are in Utah, so you're not relevant to this question. But you, Matt, you yeah. are at a uh, a a Fin Dev uh, security conference, all if, the if I remember. Uh, and you must be encountering so many, uh, buzzwords on a, on a nope curve. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, like I, and so what, what I wanted to get is I want to get like Matt Ray's top three FinDevSecOps, uh, SRE buzzwords. Like what, what are the ones that you're really, you're really into nowadays? Um, you know, you can actually like them. You can just think they're kind of funny. You can just be like, get a load of this, like, you know, whatever, whatever you dig.
2: Yeah. Um, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it safe
0: and, uh,
2: go with, you know, the, the words that are, uh, noteworthy and, and, uh, showing good traction, um, for good or bad. You know, they haven't, uh, they
0: haven't, the curve has,
2: hasn't noped out of them yet, right? So the buzzwords are still, they're still going up the curve together. Does that, um,
0: does that mean they're on the yeet curve? Is no, that, they, is that?
2: I think the yeet is, is, I, I don't. No. I think yeet I think yeet is what happens when the curve nopes and, and the, the buzzword yeets. <laughs> so you get that Got NY it.
0: axis. You know, the nope, the nope the, I axis. think you mean the Y T axis.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh but uh yeah, so um you know I, I, I I'm here at uh, the open source summit in North America, uh which is this conglomeration of like eight or nine co-hosted events. And then, Mm. you know, with some keynotes about how great open source is. And, uh, and then the FinOps X conference was also put on by the Linux foundation, but it's a separate ticket. Um, And so that was, you know, that was my Monday, Tuesday and Tuesday through Friday is the OSS conference. And so um, the FinOps conference was, was really, really great. Uh, Apparently they had, um, they had a lot larger, turnout than they expected a lot more people signed up so they actually had to get themselves another venue on short notice uh, and more speakers uh they they had like you know working day um Uh. that they had so many people who were requesting like you know hey we want to do some work and you know whiteboard and you know uh that kind of fun stuff and Uh so i didn't go to that i went to some training um but uh yeah so i you know FinOps that's that's your word number one um FinOps, FinOps. You know, it is uh, not to be confused. It's not financial operations. No, it's not. It's uh, it's Fin DevOps, You know, financial DevOps, and uh, just tying tying that cloud to your uh, your dollars. And uh, at the end of the day, that's what we
0: care about. Tying the cloud to the dollars. Yep. I, think, I think so. Yeah, so that's that's
2: buzzword. You know, number number one. And What's I, coming I, in
0: at number two, <laughs> right after number one?
2: Number two is uh, you know. Um, Number two is is not particularly controversial. I don't think it's mm. uh, it's, it's WASM. Well, there is a boatload of WASM at this conference, yeah. and uh, <laughs> um, WASM is WebAssembly, uh, which is uh, Kote, I, I know you and you and Brandon are familiar with our old friend the JVM, yes. um, where you would compile your language to run on, into bytecode on this JVM. A WASM is a similar t- idea. Uh you compile to the uh, WebAssembly bytecode and it runs on um the Wasm engine, right? You know, a uh, virtual machine or you know, the I don't I, I don't rem the correct name of it. I'm still learning, but there are five Wasm companies here and that's you know uh, Wait, is Wasm specific
1: to FinOps?
2: I, I don't know. I've no, no no, 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 It's, it's generalized, yeah, yeah. right? FinOps.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think.
2: I don't think a lot of other buzzwords came out of FinOps, right? You okay. The Wasm. They, they, is... they. have. There was a lot of words that you know. We we in, in the training we spent some time like you know when fi- finance says this you know DevOps says that you know that kind of stuff you know English to finance translations or you know DevOps to finance or you know whatever but uh, yeah. I, Mostly buzzword free, right? You know those those people they can't, you know they've got a bunch of acronyms, you know PNL and that kind of fun stuff. Well, but. yeah,
1: just I think you stumbled on something I feel like I should know about because there's even a link in it about a new company starting like a I'm going to call it a Wasm Pass. So it's like yeah, oh, yeah, give, yeah, yeah. Give me the like because you said what you said there was you know all, the old JVM. So yeah, sure you could you know, compile down the bytecode. Right? What's what's uh what's the pitch for Wasm? same gotcha, kind of thing. Gotcha. I yeah. I compile it down and what happens?
2: So you you get this portable, you know, write once, run everywhere,
1: and right. uh, you get this
2: portable bytecode that runs on, you know, the, the WebAssembly engine. It's so like old school,
1: and, this would be like a JAR file, like old school? Similar, yeah. yeah. All right, yep. And
2: initially, you know, that allowed you to compile code and run in the browser. And so, if you are fans of things like um, uh, Photoshop web, you know, the Adobe's products online, that kind of stuff, where you're like, they seem to be doing a lot in the browser and it's because they've they've you know compiled C++ to run inside your web browser um and then some of that compute gets offloaded to your CDN not all the way back to you know the the mothership oh, and the okay. cloud, but the CDNs are willing to run some of these wasm modules for you so you can have like edge compute happen there if it's you know too much for your browser and so you, you end up with, like, these small serverless applications that, you know, some of it will run in your browser, some of it will run in the Edge, and then you go all the way back to, you know, the cloud if you have something, you know,
1: heavyweight. Now, does WASM, you know, like, figure out, like, like for me, like, where things should be running, or do I have to say run this in the CDN and run this on the server? Like, how does that part work? So,
2: so WASM is very uh, constrained, right? So it has a very strong... Um, security model that pretty much doesn't let anything in or out.
0: Um, Boy, someone should have thought of that before. (laughs) Right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, just like you're not really worried about, you know, one browser tab, well, unless it's Facebook, you know, one browser tab poking around in the other other, browser tab. Yeah. They, you know, the the Wasm stuff stays in its little jail. Um, And then uh, there are these, uh, you know, Engines that will run all this WASM bytecode for you. So you have like these. Okay. Looks like serverless, right? Um, it looks like serverless, but they can't really. The the WASM code itself is pretty limited in what it can do. It doesn't have access to like file systems or um, external network access. Or they have to go back to you know the JVM analogy. Uh, they have to ask the JVM, "Hey, can you do this for me?" And so mm. the JVM you know, the WVM, I need to learn up my technology, but the WVM can, um, you know, expose external network access or, you know, whatever uh, for these little, you know, trusted app- applications. And then, so it has this whole security model and it's super small and fast.
1: Okay, right? and what's the run, so the runtime, like what is the runtime in the browser actually? It's not Node, it's not like a JavaScript engine, like what is it? No, it's What's, it's what's running assembly. this thing? Yeah, okay. it's, it's
2: you know, it it is a virtual machine machine um, that's just downloaded? And not,
1: not, not, yeah, not a,
2: a VMware virtual machine, but like a JVM. Yeah, yeah. But is it
1: just downloaded as part of the browser, the page? Yeah, like it's I, built the I don't the have browser. to install anything?
2: But mm. the, the the kicker, of course, is they've also moved it onto servers and yeah. edge devices where, mm. you know, you've got these, you know, CDNs that might have, you know, a little bit of compute available to them. And they'll process these things for you and not run in your browser. And so you start to have server side WASM. And so then, it feels
1: like the JavaScript to Node path, or the Java the, jar, yeah, the it, applet to Java, like it's same. Yeah. We're traversing the same thing we've been through before. It is, right? it is
2: but the difference is um, better,
1: faster, cheaper, right? That better, faster, cheaper, and
2: a uh, lot more language choices. So the the first choice of language mm-hmm. is Rust. Um, so Rust, C uh, Go, um, you know, Ruby even.net you know so those you know a lot of other languages are uh popping up um <clears throat> but it's it's becoming quite popular because it's uh it's a very efficient way it's more efficient than like
1: say docker all right um, you gave us an excellent overview like the, give us the matt ray like do we need to learn this or should we just wait like will I this think it's okay to wait
2: what? i think it's it's okay to wait but it needs to be on your radar because okay um when when you start thinking about like i don't know batch jobs uh, you know, when, when i look at it i think about it from the server side cuz i'm not a front end guy you know but it's already super portable supported on all the architectures you know every every you know the, the, the runtime works everywhere you know small machines big machines whatever and the the, byte, the compiled bytecode is cross platform Right, so all I right. can write it on my my M1, and I can go run it on my Raspberry Pis or you know my my Windows box, um, and and so that's pretty good. Um, so it's you know there's a lot of Wasm companies, and they all have kind of different angles about it. You know, some of them are security. Yeah, the one very, that we're
1: talking about is launching like a pass, basically. Yeah, yeah, like and a, so, a better way to so, write it.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, right, and so their angle is you know they'll um you know they'll they'll host that engine for you, and you know you can let that handle network connectivity or you know whatever um but yeah it's it's
1: so maybe a, the the quick pro of con of, of, this of this is thing. like well well the con is like we've been here before and we kind of know how the story ends the the pro would be like we've been here before and we've always liked the idea we've just never kind of gotten it right right it's like the java thing became too heavy and yeah. didn't quite do what you wanted and so so the time is always right for something that actually can fulfill on all the promises so maybe one we'll yeah. Is yeah, that, I mean that?
2: It, it it's it's a really good fast platform. You know, without, you know, with a better security model uh and potentially more lightweight. So we'll see if it uh you know, and of course you, you can run it on top of Kubernetes, but uh you know, that there was that. Um Kubernetes it it's a buzzword uh you know that is uh still still the hotness there were a lot of booths trying to do kubernetes I don't know how a lot of them make money um but uh you know just like Cote's always saying I thought it
0: already did that um <laughs> <laughs> Well I you know I I thought you were at an open source com- uh, conference so so why yeah. were there their commercial companies you're not supposed to have vendor pitches Oh sure you are I mean right? the is the that, talks did I get that right
2: Yeah the the talks are open source um
0: you know, creative where comments used by a- attribution C Y C A N A D. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um I mean yes, it is an open source conference. Uh but you know most of the most of the wise, I mean, you know, a lot of stuff is being run as passes or, you know, services companies. Um but I the, see, I see the, the vendors. It's an eclectic mix of vendors because like I said, it's like eight or nine conferences under one umbrella. So there's like, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a whole lot of embedded stuff. And, you know, it's fun to go and talk to those folks and sit in their sessions, but you know, they don't really care about your Kubernetes costs.
0: No, <laughs> no, no, no and be like why why is my thermostat control so wonky what's up with that or <laughs> and i'll be
2: like amazon wants 37 cents please
0: or you know you know the one that i always we don't have i don't have this problem now but you know we used to have a sprinkler system back in texas and it was it was automated but i probably even talked about this years ago but it was one of those one of those systems that has like a wheel like a wheel and a button <laughs> oh, in yeah. the screen and yep. and i'm i'm a, whenever i encounter that thing i'm just like whoever thought this was a good idea right and like Maybe like in 1943 when it was just like, "Hey, look, Ma, I've got like a LED, you know, a thing, like." But like nowadays, right, wait a minute, I want to stop. To I feel like things. you could do anything. That would be much better. Very
1: you know, specific question for your here, because I've yes. I've lived this. It's like I've uh, had some work done on sprinklers for various, and the person that came over that did it like knew the system inside and out, knew that wheel perfectly, yeah, right, yeah. And I my mind was like, man, I really feel like this needs like a little Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, you know mobile uh interface right but then i was like hmm like do you think like if you're the product manager for that you're like huh should we open that can of works because then of course you have all the uh connectivity issues and like it seems like the installers like are very favorable of like i know that's digital behind the scenes but it's kind of comes across as very mechanical right it's like yeah there's this thing so i don't know like if you were so if you're running it if you were like and someone came to you like hey we're gonna do a mobile app that connects over wi-fi to that like would it really be helpful i don't know i 'm very uh, torn on this question
0: i I feel, I feel like for, for us consumers, it would be helpful, of course for the 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 installer who like knows how to do it in their sleep it wouldn 't be great because now they have to learn something new so that's that 's never good but you know i mean I, I think maybe the issue is that in in the 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 yard sprinkler systems there's there's there probably is no elon musk of yard sprinkler systems and so there hasn't been that kind of evolution you know, of of what's, it, it, of what's happening there
2: but but there is it would have been um it would have been the uh the 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 nest guy right yeah. cuz he he went from doing the ipod and the iphone to oh, doing yeah. nest and you know, sprinklers were on the list, right? They, they, he probably had a list of like, you know, crap around your house I'm going to fix. And then Google bought them and it just kind of like, so it know,
1: probably exists. Like, short fix. answer to this is like, if we looked hard enough, we could probably do it. Cause I have seen somebody, uh, I saw someone install a, uh, I guess like a Bluetooth wireless enabled like water shut off. So if you're like not at your house and you want to shut off the water to your house, right? Oh, so yeah. You can just, so yeah. it makes sense, right? If you If you're far away. And so it's like clearly, that needs to be Wi-Fi enabled. Um, but I don't know. I, so so clearly, probably someone's done it. Garage doors are already there, right? Garage doors have, yeah, like, everybody's yeah. got a garage door app now. So, yeah, I, l- I would like to see it. Because whenever you switch that thing, you're like, oh, eight. I wonder what eight does. And you just have to go out and walk around the yard. <laughs> oh, I wonder what seven it, is. Like, there's the no way to know, to right? Yeah, yeah, somebody like, wrote how it how down, it's running? just like, yeah. it's a two-man job. You need to have a child for this. You're like, okay. Go out in the yard and tell me if it's on yeah. and like where you are.
0: Oh, uh, also the speaking of the circuit breaker week. box, yeah. the circuit breaker box needs to have some kind of oh. uh, some augmented reality thing that you point your camera at it and it shows you a little picture uh, of, right, of the uh, room that it goes to. And
2: I've got a life hack for you, Cote.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Masking tape and a pen, and you write it down on them. Oh, uh, but but the, <laughs> the but the, the initial time you do it, you've got to like get oh, yeah, a, yeah. a walkie-talkie and like oh, and. My and gosh. And a child who's willing to cooperate with you, you know, like, yeah. you don't, you don't want to be down at the, the, well, not the basement, but you don't want to be down in the garage or like where I would be and uh, turn it off and be like, Cormac, Cormac, which room is it? And then, of course, he's going to be like, or just not. answer. <laughs> Cormac turned into a dog? <laughs> well, no, it's just because he's so far away. It's just like, uh, okay. I guess, I guess what you do now is you'd call them on the phone. But that would burn up your your minutes. But you I know, do I was... like to
1: your point, Matt. I like the fact that the usability of your circuit panel is highly dependent upon the penmanship of the installer, uh, the original <laughs> installer. Because I find this to be both for circuit breakers, for plumbing, and for like uh, low voltage wiring. If anyone's like, if you get somebody that's just really good penmanship when writing out, uh, it's mm. like it's like better than Bluetooth. It's like perfect. And then uh, well... if you get somebody. That you no, know, like this, I would be in this category to be, you know, it was like that doesn't, you know, hard, hard, bad handwriting to begin with, but then bad handwriting on awkward spaces. It's like you're like this is useless. This is yeah. just like we're starting from the beginning. No, this this is this is
2: one of the the like post employment fantasies is like, well, maybe I'll just become like a handyman, you know, because I I understand you know electrical <laughs> stuff and and but you know what, I'd already thought of that. I have a I have a label maker. You know, it's like, dude, label makers are awesome. They're so cheap. You just slap labels on everything. It's got a little keyboard on it.
1: I think this is kind of the Emacs versus Visual uh, uh, Code kind of thing because I think initially you would start with a label maker and you'd use it, but then you'd be like, you'd be like, I'm so much faster if I just like put on a, a zip tie. Uh, uh, like on the tape and I can just write it down and I'm like, and it looks really good. I think this is sort of like, I just get so much more proficient because I think when installers that know what they're doing are involved, if you ever seen like an installer that knows how to wire up an ethernet jack correctly, like it does it all the time, they can do it like in 20 seconds. It would take me a good five minutes just to get the wires, like, you know, so that you can slowly insert them into the the jack. So I don't know. I I think there is a little bit of expertise that comes into that. For sure. What,
0: I've been thinking in the background, I know, Brandon, that you always like to product manage these in, in a pragmatic, realistic way. And I realize what we need to do. Uh, okay, so, so we're going to digitize the sprinkler system, right? The, the wheel thing. But we can't give up on our existing market.
1: Right, we got to like, keep the old interface is what I was but, thinking when you talking. But we, yeah. we
0: also need to grow into the new market right yeah. like appeal, appealing to end users so what we're going to do is we're going to get the developers set up we're going to we're going to say like okay i want you to get a tablet and you're going to make an app that connects to this but the here's 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 the 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 mind-blowing thing it's just going to be uh a, a picture of a big wheel that you turn with your finger <laughs> and that way <laughs> that way the installers look
2: at the ar and it's just virtually turning knobs
0: that's that way the installers are used to the interface and you can slowly change it over but then the consumers get what they want they wanted a digital experience so they get a digital experience and also a familiar interface well just to
1: like really run this whole segment into the ground here i'll just go one final (laughs) point here is like so what i've seen and what i've uh is like we're really going to segment the user population like i think there's plumbers and you know water let's call it uh sprinkler system installers like they are a separate cohort because if mm. you've seen an HVAC mm. person come like work on your house or help you do it out one they're very familiar obviously with electrical in general cuz that's what they're doing but if you've seen somebody that knows what they're doing walk up to a nest they know the nest interface better than anyone right i mean it's like click click you know, three turns, click, click, click. Because they they are doing it all day long. So they have completely gotten trained and know how to use, use the Nest better than anyone. It's when you get into, like, the plumbing area is where that group of people is very skeptical of any type of electronics, like I said. Well, they the, should be. I, I, I guess I get it. I think mean, maybe <laughs> it is because they deal with, like, electronics, basically electronics water destroying and water. electronics all yeah. the time. But, like, that group of people is very much like, I don't want to I, – no, I don't deal with that. Like, I will – do anything that you need done related to your water systems, but as soon as you show them a, a like a web interface or a mobile app, they're like, "I don't work on that." So I think that group is what needs. They need to go to the open source uh, community, and someone needs to do some uh, some dev ops, some some developer well, I, plumbing relations. And I show can them assure like, you, you know how to do this. You're super because they know plumbing so well. It's like you yes. know how to do this stuff. I can
2: assure you. That if they go to the Linux Plumbers Conference, they're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
0: right, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll work on that. I, I think I think you're right. To to the you know the plumbers of the world need to figure out how to put some internet in the toilet. Like just, <laughs> it's just, only a matter of time. Around. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, speaking of putting internet in the toilet, uh, I didn't I didn't read the extensive postmortem, but I, and as always, it's made me ex- it's made me excited to be recording this week because I knew y'all could tell me it's, it looks like Cloudflare had some problems. And it, w- it was due to a line of configuration. I think these always make the... We don't really hear the backhoe stories anymore. Those are always the best, right? Just like, you know, a, a backhoe just shut down the internet by cutting a line. But I feel like most every configuration story that comes across our eyes nowadays is basically a configuration uh, issue. Uh, so uh, I guess they're not using GitOps. Or, something, <laughs> <right? Is> that- <laughs> or they are,
2: but, you know, the, the code review... Uh- review hopefully, hopefully there was a code review and they just didn't catch it. They didn't understand the implications of what they were doing. Somebody didn't just, you know, cowboy it into 19 data centers.
0: And do you, do you think when there's major internet outages, one of the, the the clever things a salesperson can say is like, it did go down, but think about how big of an effect it had and that shows you how vital and valuable the service we provide is <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah i
1: don't yeah. know man. i do want your take on it i after re- reading the postmortem which was well written it's like it did basically come down to the classic oh we basically put the end uh we put two lines below the end without thinking about it that's all it really oh. was at the end right And it's and i mean almost anyone that's ever done any type of scripting programming like You've all we've all had this where it's like, oh, the, the loop never gets there, or like, oh, it turns out like this code is never executed because we put there's something above it that returns always. And it's right. So I don't know. Part of me was like, I don't know, I felt very sympathetic to this. I was like, this is a mistake that like everyone has made. But I don't know, as a networking yeah. engineer, I was like, I couldn't really look at it and be like, Oh, that's like a day one, you know, error that no one should make. Or is it is it yeah. like, well, it just happens. The,
2: it it just happens. And you know, Cloudflare, you know. They were honest about it. They gave a, a healthy postmortem and explained how and you know why it happened. And chances are good this sort of thing won't happen again. They'll put some guards in place, and you you know it happens. And it made me think on. though,
1: like, is there not a utility in mean, again, this like well there are knowledge yeah. of networking? It's like just something that just runs through and just can point out like, oh, these lines you've written here, they'll never be reached. You know, just sort of like flags. It's there like there are, but you know.
2: You know, never say never, and and you know the the tools those tools get written in response to these sorts of outages, right? So, um, you know, maybe this was an edge case that wasn't picked up in whatever linting and, and testing tools they had in place, and you know, you go back to your CI/CD and you make your pipeline stronger. You know, you you learn from your mistakes. You know, that's uh, that's learning. Yeah. You know, and this this is not this is not a
0: mistake. This is not an accident. This is a learning opportunity. <laughs> I I, th- I think uh, you know I think what you're getting towards uh, Matt Ray uh, is that yeah like yes there are tools to address these things and practices, but it's analogous to like you know uh, my kids at school. It's like well there's this thing called a date, and there's an amount of work you have to do by that date, and that's just you just do it, and and so like it's just a matter of like uh, you know. You just know to check to make sure there's no space or you run the linting tool. But you have to learn that uh, you meet the date. You, you do the thing. It's 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 a it's an epiphematic experience. Yeah uh, I think I think that people go through. Yeah. But I think well, it does reiterate though, like I'm
1: I'm with you on all that, but it's like, wow, this was just basically one line above two other lines and it took down quite a bit of the internet, of of real of the services. And it's like, wow. I think it's just good to be reminded, like, how fragile this thing is. Like, if somebody was really out to, like, I don't know, like, systemically do harm, you're like, it does not take a lot. Like, that was one config file of on one provider. And, of course, we read about all the other hyperscalers, right? Somebody can accidentally, like, make a change to, like, one node and make a change to, you know, 50,000 and take down the internet as well. So. But- it's yeah. just it's just tough. It's just like, wow, that is like of all the talk about like, you know, keeping things up and like high performance and not making these mistakes. It's like it's super it's still as easy now to make these mistakes as it's ever been, maybe even easier because there's just so much involved.
2: Well, but the, but, you know, when you get you know your, your John Allspaws and the resilience engineers looking at this kind of stuff, they're like, you know, the, 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 the process is what failed, not a person. Right. So, you know, the, unless someone is maliciously doing something, you know, the way they deployed this was wrong. You know, whether it didn't have enough people checking it, it, not enough tools checking it, you know, maybe that, you know, it's, 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 the root cause is never a person. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. very, very, very infrequently do you have somebody who's like, check this out, I'm going to take down 19 (laughs) Cloudflare sites.
1: (laughs) Not like it. Well, I will say this, though, to give Cloudflare some love, because I was reading about this, but then I ran across uh some really what i think is some great marketing i don't know if you had a chance to read this but evidently in one of the cloud layer offices they have installed like i don't know hundreds of lava lamps
2: yeah they've had that forever
1: i don't know it's new to me man i loved it it was like and they use this to uh i guess they take a picture every whatever few milliseconds and then they use that as i assume the seed for a random number generator and i'm just like I'm here for this. This is what I like just gratuitous use of random technology. And it's like, it has great photos. It's like really fun to look at. Seems completely impractical. And I love it. I'm just like, this is fantastic. So kudos to Cloudfair for having the prettiest random number seed generator that I've ever seen. And if there are others, I would like people to send them to me. You you should.
0: You should make one of those, Matt Ray, like for your retirement project. Instead of doing a, <laughs> being a handy a handy person, is you can make you can make bespoke, personal uh, random random seed generators, generators yeah. based on lava lamps or or other devices. That could well, be your lava specialty. lamps done
1: now. You got to move on to something better. Like you got to find something even more random, harder to predict. And they also, they, I failed to mention it. They call it the wall of entropy. Love the oh, name too. I mean, I'm just—I love it. Like whoever worked on this, at Cloudflare, fantastic. I mean, it's visualizing uh, computer science, fantastic. Keep it coming, all I- eventually.
0: I think I think you could call your company like Random Seed or like <laughs> so, something like that. Like, yeah. Did you raise an A round a B round? It was a random seed.
1: And well, it, it, then I looked it... uh, on the internet, and it turns out there's a whole uh, free service that has all types of random uh, stuff that they're doing that you can just subscribe to. So there's no oh, money to be made in this. Somebody's oh, already figured it out. They man, have all kinds of random seeds. Goliath stomping out my David. Yeah, it's it was it's unfortunate.
0: That would be a good science project for the uh, for for the the school kids is to like make some kind of random seed generation thing. Yeah, it's uh,
1: random.org. So, of all the kids that are assigned, that you can just go to random.org and steal their ideas. So there you go. <laughs> That's good. It's a, it's a it's a really nice uh, it's cool.
0: research research they call it yeah.
1: research exactly.
0: Well, I you know there, there, it was it was also it seemed like a pretty big week for Oracle Cloud. They uh, you know not I guess not too uh, unsuspecting unsurprisingly. Now that the Cerner thing uh went through, they're gonna they're gonna move the Cerner stuff to A to uh not to AWS, to Oracle Cloud. Do they call that OC? We're gonna move it to the OC. That would be great. And uh so that that's gonna be fun for them, uh moving that over there. it that that would actually be it'd be fun to see like uh that migration project because that would really like help out with a, a bunch of multi cloud talk,
1: it's the only time you're down. allowed to use rip and replace when you acquire a company, and um, you basically your comp that company is using a competitive product, and there you're allowed to say, "Yeah, we're going to rip and replace it." Because everywhere else, you never say rip and, and replace.
2: And, and 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 as I learned at the FinOps conference, that's also the, the sort of scenario where somebody would say, "Price does not matter."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Those two kind of go hand in hand. You're right. Like if you could say price doesn't matter you could say rip and replace or vice versa. Like one implies the other. I love that. Yes.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And then also, uh, you know, I didn't dig too deep into this, but it, lo- it looks like uh, TikTok is moving its US user data to the Oracle cloud. Now, I think, doesn't it already run on the Oracle cloud? I was a little confused by this because I remember. I Zoom like, had done some Oracle. Yeah you know, oh, no! You're, you're right. right. You're Zoom right. Mass, it yeah. was it Correct. was Zoom. But okay, okay. But did I they used... like
2: back off of that after they'd done it for like you
0: know after mm. they ran out of free credits? <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, I don't know. Yeah, they just came
1: out and said they're on all the clouds. I think uh, that was
0: okay. so they use everything. But now, so now when well, all the uh, I think it was it Brian who made the 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 great joke that like now Oracle owns the uh, well you know he they own all the data on the old people and the data on the young people about they own the, the dancing pic. and yeah, your health records. Yeah, so that that's that's great. That maybe that's what Ellison was talking about and when he was going like revolutionize uh, the health reporting. Is that uh, uh, that also would be cool? Maybe you could do some correlation between them. The people who appear, they need some facial recognition, and then you could be like the people who, people who appear in these uh, videos. Here's your here's their medical <laughs> records.
2: Oh, I could tell by your dancing video that you've got glaucoma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think we talked about this last week, Cody, but I think. I, it kind of occurred to me again is like i think is oracle strategy just sort of the default like hey just take all these enterprise sas companies they've kind of bought over the years and just run all that on oracle cloud right you know and that mm. becomes kind of the use case and i don't yeah. know it just it kind it's of makes it more viable
2: yeah it's definitely a, a uh a strong internal customer, right? Like, you know, Amazon.com is a very large customer of AWS. And so the sorts of problems they're having as, you know, a flagship customer, they can go back and, and direct product to, hey, you know, we need this. I mean, I don't know if they're doing, you know, chargeback on that, but, uh, you know, they at least have a, a, a hand on, on product launches and, and things like that. And so, you know, Cerner, um, various other SaaS's provided by Oracle, definitely, Shape the OCI product roadmap.
1: Yeah, I like it. I think it's like I don't know. It's we'll have to keep an eye on the strategy. Like, does it does it eventually kind of like with AWS? Does their expertise and running kind of this SaaS enterprise software at scale does it open more doors for them going forward? Like than it would say for somebody it, else that's it, not it, doing that. It,
2: it probably does. Um, just because one of the things that I you know I learned from from my time working with with uh, some some of the Oracle folks is. You know every SaaS they have is a first-class citizen to their cloud platform. You know, so you know APIs are exposed. You know, you, you they they expect you to be integrating your SaaSes into your cloud usage. Mm. Um, first-class SaaS. Is, yeah, which is actually quite different than like Google, for example. I don't I don't believe that tools like uh, YouTube, for example, doesn't run on Google Cloud. Right. Mm-hmm. It's you know so a lot of their you know, uh, you know, Google Sheets and, and Docs and whatnot aren't first class Google GCPs. Right, or, they're like doing other
1: stuff. Or yeah, and stuff. you know,
2: they're still running on Borg while the rest of us are, are running on, you know, this other cloud thing, you know, maybe it's you know, another Borg or something. Yeah,
1: but. I feel like IBM sort of attempted this, but I don't think they have the portfolio that Oracle has of like so many big name kind of they like some enterprise tasks. it's yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. I don't know, the David. I was trying to think, you know, I, I talk about data sovereignty a lot with customers but mostly they're european customers And i was trying to think of a data sovereignty in u.s use case that's bigger than this it feels like i don't know there must be some but I, usually the u.s is like fine right it doesn't really matter where the data resides as much whereas other than well, tiktok it seems government
2: like, you know like government yeah based on aws right. gov you know
1: yeah yeah uh, i always think of them as just like the, building their own stuff you're right yeah. that's a good point yeah but well, definitely
0: there's, there's probably like medical record paranoia that people or or i don't know that's t- that's all that's tough to say. Uh, you know, if, uh, yeah, I haven't thought about that in a while. Like, I, I don't know if Americans are very like functionally clever and intelligent about data privacy stuff. It seems like it's just more like, I don't know, does this get me what I want? Click. Like, yeah. Th- th- whereas, whereas every, yeah, like to your point, Brandon, every time I encounter not Americans, well, mostly Europeans, it's just like, boom, they're all into this shit. They're all yeah. over it. It definitely, a deal.
2: yeah, I definitely encountered a lot more data sovereignty stuff and, and, and 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 APAC and um, especially, you know, when you start getting into things that touch um, the the Australian government considered them, you know, national, nationally. uh, I don't remember the term. It was like, you know, relevant to the health of the country. So like Mm. banking, for example, had to be in certain data centers. They weren't allowed to offshore certain things. Um, And, you know, Microsoft took advantage of that where, uh, there was a a government, you know, private public partnership, a, a big data center in Canberra that you know a lot of the banks moved into because it was built for the government. But they got you know, you have to put these certain things in there because you know they're important to us. And then I'm sure they got cut rates, and, and Microsoft was happy about it.
1: <laughs> Definitely, I know we'll see we'll see going forward how much data data sovereignty will play plays in uh, other things. So the other topic, though, uh, Matt, I feel like you know, you just said you signed a lease. So this is really what I want to know Uh here is, um, DocuSign DocuSign has, uh, the CEO of DocuSign has officially stepped down. And I guess like a lot of companies they're off, I don't know, some enormous amount from the pandemic high. So my thought though was like, wow, DocuSign, like I am sure there are other competitors to DocuSign and I must have used them at some point, but I can't name any of them. I feel like DocuSign is one of these, like, (laughs) it must be, like. The
2: Kleenex of of DocuSign. I
1: I do. I did feel like this. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, if they're up for a sale, it seems like the perfect tuck-in acquisition uh, by somebody in the the Slack mentioned, uh, I think Tim it was, said, you know, Salesforce seems like a perfect thing for Salesforce. That would be good. Getting contracts. Um, I think, I, I don't know. So. So maybe Matt, like as you in Australia, is there like an Australia DocuSign that you? Oh, have absolutely. Used to, to, I, uh, I,
2: it, I, so I signed a new lease. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to be moving on very short notice. Uh, it'll be exciting, but um, it was DocuSign.
1: Okay, so do we think uh, is is there? I don't. To me, it feels like this. This is an easy acquisition. I want to see Salesforce buy them. I want to get it done. I feel like this is this. This doesn't even take a phone call to the investment bankers. You know, Cote could yeah, do this yeah. on his uh, internal biz dev corporate strategy group could take this. Yeah,
0: just just uh, you know, if I think I think we need to do it. We need to finally. We're just gonna make a channel in the Software Defined Talk Slack, which you can join by going to SoftwareDefinedTalk.com/slash Slack, and we're gonna call it like like uh, yeah, uh, Cote iBanker. And like basically, that's just that's it. That's that's the iBanker interface that you can come in. Now, you two, of course, will be partners and associates or whatever, but we, we'll just use my name for no reason. All right. Well, Kote,
1: you, when you're doing the the pitch deck, I would like to add one feature. Uh, mm. Much to kind of we talked about plumbers not embracing parts of technology. I yes. would like DocuSign to own the parental permission slip area, where oh, like your kid uh. is going to do something for school and you need to sign it. I would like. DocuSign to make that so easier easy for educational yes. uh, users that it's just like yeah we just fired it off and your your mom or, or parent uh, guardian like quickly did a DocuSign and it's all done you don't have to like bring the paper home sign it scan it whatever right like yeah because that's yeah. that's a market that's worth at least TAM of five hundred thousand dollars I it, I think right? I think you're right I mean, like
0: and I haven't looked I you know I have my uh, my interns haven't gotten back to me with the current the as is state of DocuSign so that we can start planning things out. So maybe they do some things like this, but I feel like there's a chance for market expansion uh, in these ancillary authorization uh, analog spaces, right? Where like, yeah. you know, you, you need some kind of authorization, whether it's a permission slip uh, or whatever. And like, maybe it's not an official legal document, but you still need some signature. And I think no, wait, there's some expansion I, you could have. I in that. definitely
2: have that. Um, I or, or like, I've, 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 I've consent noticed- to go.
0: Yeah, I've noticed a lot of these are digital now. But you know, you take your kids to a trampoline park, yes, and and you got to sign something, waiver, the waiver, yes, the The waiver. Now, now, so my uh, another another question, especially when I'm uh, trying to figure out the value uh, of DocuSign, is my my question is like, what is defensible about this technology? Because I feel like as a user, when I go to use DocuSign, basically it feels like I'm just using preview and squiggling something on some lines, right? Like I don't quite, I don't know. I feel like maybe there was some innovation in the legal world to make this possible some time ago, but now it's just like, you know, whatever. Apparently all you have to do is just like find a transparent image and like (laughs) paste it onto a PDF. Yeah, I do that. Yep. And, and like, it seems, so it seems like, and you know, I'm thinking through it. I'm as, as the iBanker here, I'm not too technical, but like, I feel like maybe there's just some, like, trusted time stamping that they've done. Or maybe they have, like, well, they, maybe audit, it's, logs, man.
1: audit logs. That's what you got to have.
0: Maybe maybe it's, like, Uber where they've gone to every single, like, county courthouse in the states. And they, like, they've been, like, hey, you want to go get some steaks? This document's totally legit, right? And they just have kind of, like, you know, well, that, that, made, yeah, made sure just, things just are like cool. Just like Uber,
2: they, they went and, and, you know, burned down all those, you know, steakhouses and and made those relationships and made it legally acceptable to use this every everywhere and now everyone else can be like thanks for the legwork fool
0: yeah and, yeah so so that's 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 my concern is that and you know they they have a cash cow but the cash cow is going to run out of milk so here is I, what here, here's what i'm thinking of is now we all know that um Multi face platforms are the way of the future, right? Like if if you remember uh, that, if that's always the right phrase. So I think you know, uh, you know, you know that service Gravatar, where you can associate Uh an email uh address with a picture of yourself. I feel like DocuSign's future is Signatar, where like (laughs) basically you can upload your signature and it is publicly accessible based on the email address that you use. So you know, and maybe you pay for this hosting or maybe someone pays to access. it. I think that's probably what you need to do, right? Whenever you're a, uh, a multi face platform, the signature is the, uh, the, the product. So you have your signature there so, so that now you can use it in well, any sort but, of that. but uh, now you've software. just
2: stumbled into like OAuth and Okta and, and their territory, right? They're going to be the ones who are like, no, you're, you're stumbling into identity. and.
0: All right, now you're, you're right, Matt Ray. I think this is going to have to be a roll-up. We're yeah. going gonna to bring Okta into this. We're going to bring DocuSign into it. We might, uh, you know, uh, is, it, is it Mullenweg, the, the Matt Mullenweg of WordPress? He might have some sort of patent on Gravatar, so we might have to buy WordPress. <laughs> and, then, and then that's also going to mean that we get the day one uh, app and also Tumblr. And so I feel like this, the, <laughs> wow, this is yes, Tumblr. This, this the acquisition. <laughs> the, oh I feel God. I feel I feel like the synergies that we're going to have here are going to be amazing. They're going to blow your mind.
2: I can't wait for Tumblr to find a new home in Salesforce.
1: <laughs> I think the key thing here, Matt, is that uh, what we really need to realize is that DocuSign is HIPAA compliant. So whatever we do when we do the deal, that's the most important thing. That that Oracle and
0: Cerner could buy them. I think you you figured out the thing to unite it all. Everything that I just mentioned including Tumblr is now HIPAA compliant. Well, related to that, you know, it looks like I uh, it looks like we won't have to be doing CAPTCHAs anymore on the the iOS 16. I guess we're on 15 now, right? 15.5.9.7 or something. Cheap. Like and and so uh, that, that that will be nice. I think so, you know, not having to do captchas would be great. I, I enjoy that. Uh, but my, my my question, and Brandon, I think you are the best one to take this. Is you you know you were once a renowned futurologist of the identity uh, <laughs> space, and and is are we ever gonna be passwordless? Is that gonna happen, Brandon? Are we closer? Or, or is well i think we are
1: metrics? i'm actually you know i i watched the pass keys demo um at the latest and that pass keys is uh, the implementation of fido by apple so it looks pretty slick i think they've they have really done it if when it works it will be easier because no one has to type in any passwords and it will mostly seem like magic behind the scenes which is always like good and bad for users so i think that definitely is true and i actually thought the the capture thing was awesome too the fact that Finally, someone's kind of come up with, and it looks like they're using some type of token uh, authorization behind the scenes. It's like, oh, it'd be great to kind of offload this. Like, are you a human? Just to the computer, you know, the device you're on. It's like, yeah, like you can. Because I actually am awful at the CAPTCHA. So I don't have the greatest eyesight, and those pictures are like super hard. Like, find the stoplights, and like, man, I it takes me like several tries to get through it. So, I do like the fact that like we are getting to the point that like, okay, get people out of the way of security. So, generate these, uh, you know. Uh, encryption keys behind the scenes and make it you know very safe for users. And then um, the capture thing is a little bit new, but I like the idea of like, it's probably the same idea. Like the device generates some type of encrypted token, give it to the website. The website can be assured mm-hmm. that yes, this is a human being with, in this case, a valid iCloud account and things like that. Um, because the more that we do that, the more that the internet is just easier to use. So and yeah. you know, I still I think it is unfortunately one of those things that's like probably five, 10 years out because it'll take a while for, all the standards to get out there, people to adopt them to get used to them, but I think we're close to like a solution two things that I think I'm optimistic about one passwords have become a a problem for almost everyone, so the problem is bigger now than it's ever been, and two it feels like these solutions are very much uh taking into account that it needs to be something that users can adopt pretty easily so i'd say we're we're there we're I feel optimistic this time well there, so there you
0: go it's uh it is getting better. Passwords. So the the
2: question, Brandon. The question is, when can I get my family to use this so I don't have to get a subscription to One Password for the whole family?
1: I think iOS sixteen. Like I am really going to see the use. Well, the part that is. So this is this is gonna. The moment
2: one password lost their eighty five billion dollar
1: valuation now. I well I think if you're one password I think there's two things you're sitting there you're like oh. Oh, you you think passwords are dead? Oh, please come right (laughs) up. Like I think one password has been has been hearing this for since the day they built one password. They're like, yeah, like passwords are going to be built out there. So part of them, I think, they can quickly be like be dismissive of like, yeah, everybody says this and never really happens, right? Um, so I think that's probably valid too. And also the other part will be, well, there is kind of like a play for them around pass keys, much like Apple is going to sort of like mm. store them for you and make it real easy. I think they'll have a version of along the lines um, that they kind of do with 2FA. Like we use that collectively amongst us, right? Like we don't actually – use a second device we just kind of use don't tell anyone we use one password to like generate our codes uh, so I think they still have a place to come but also too to your point it's like I still think it's five or ten years away before you can really do it so I uh, probably three to four years before you can really get rid of your one password um, for at least for us or right? I think people like us now in the next couple of years if your family quickly adopts pass keys and all these sites quickly see the uptake maybe they're just a year or two away that's very optimistic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think I think what one password I've got a I've got a an offer for them. They should join the the Signatar family. <laughs> I think I think there's some synergies. We've got we've got all the signatures and what I want them to work on, I understand they're in security and passwords. Is I've got this concept that I call your signature is your password. And so like I think I think if we can merge those two together, these password people can figure it out. Like we might also need to buy a um, an ePIN company, maybe that remarkable browser. So whenever you want to log into something, you know, people are familiar with signing for credit cards, at least in America. Like whenever you log into a website, you have to do a signature.
1: Right. Uh, well, we are, I mean, to your point, like in our, uh, what is it called? Uh, Signatar, whatever, you know, in our uh, roll up here, it's like, if we get to the point that Apple's idea around here, this idea of uh, the CATRA token proving you're a human, you're just a stone's throw away then from being like, well, why don't we just make that the signature, right? Like, mm, you know, that yes. we don't actually need to, uh, you know, if you will, put your, finger on some uh uh, weird looking screen and like scribble something out that you've never seen before it's like hey just let the the device uh verify you so so some good stuff happening some reasons to be optimistic
0: i think you raise a good point we're also going to need to acquire apple (laughs) and we're done (laughs) well uh speaking of acquiring apple do we have any bureaucracy this week brandon just a couple things. Uh,
1: I guess there's uh, some people hiring uh, cloud ex- account executives down there, your way in Melbourne, uh, Matt. Matt, not your way this week, but normally. So if you're looking for a job in Australia, hit up the uh, Jobs Channel in Slack. Um, looks like they're looking for some people to help adopt the cloud. Also, uh, if anyone would like a sticker, just send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com and I will be happy to send you a sticker anywhere in the world.
0: Well, uh, speaking of conferences, so we did have our DevOps Loop Conference uh, yesterday, and uh, we'll have all the videos online sometime. I got to see them, the hidden ones, and there Ooh. are some good ones in there. So some good outtakes, you know, yeah. You know, working has its privileges. I think, I think is uh, <laughs> I is, is, is what people like to say. But uh, also in that world, if you, if you, uh, I am going to be uh, in New York City, so don't get a rope uh, next week. I think it's it's going to be uh, two days on June twenty eighth and twenty ninth. For our spring one tour there. There's going to be lots of programming. Kubernetes. I have a talk. But you should uh, check that out. If, if you just search around for spring one tour New York. I'm sure you'll find it. Or you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com. Slash the episode number 364. Don't put the episode number in. Just go to softwaredefinedtalk.com. Slash 364. And click on a link. And I've got a special discount code. It is S1T underscore. S-A-V-E five zero now brandon <laughs> wow. how much money do you think that saves you
1: uh 50 percent
0: well 50 that would be cool but it's 50 dollars 50 dollars okay i sorry. think it We're basically waiting. brings, uh, the brings your do ticket down zero to
2: save like 500
0: i tried that now now <laughs> the, the the discount code that i found ended in a 25 and so i just went up to 50 to see if that would work and it was I there knew, nice i knew our listeners needed a special treat but you should y'all should uh, come check that out now there's all sorts of other conferences of course uh, we've got the, the that conference at the end of July up in Wisconsin. There's some discount codes if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com/slash364 for that as well. There's a DevOps Day LA where uh, Scale is always is going to be. Are you going to that one, Matt Ray? Wasn't Scale like your uh, uh, yeah? Your, I mean, it, your, it's uh, a great your thing?
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely a great conference. Um, you know, just because there's so many people there who are going to show up for it. And oh uh, yeah, you know, as as a as a vendor, I highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, I should go there one day. I'd probably say that every year. We have a discount code. It's just DevOps, which I think is a great discount code. Not devops, DevOps, Because who goes to that conference? A DevOps, I think, is, uh, is, is is what you'll have there. Or a Linux. Do we, ha- do we have any idea how much of a discount that is?
1: No, but it's a great discount. I'm sure it's really, yeah. really high, so don't worry so about it. So there you
0: go. You should go register just to find out uh, how, how much it is to solve the mystery. And then, of course, VMworld has been rebranded as VMware Explorer. That's August 29th to September 1st. And, uh, boy, this is all just conferences that are associated with my place of work, which is very exciting. Uh, And then Spring One Platform will be in December. Uh, So check those out. And if you have any, you know, I need to submit a bunch of uh, calls for papers with some talks. So if anyone has ideas of good conferences for me to speak at, you should write that in our Slack, which I've already gone over how you can go there. Now, with that, Matt Ray, what do you have to recommend this week?
2: uh so' I'm, I'm back in Austin uh, for you know this uh, pair of conferences and um, the my backpack broke. The, the zipper that holds the laptop in, it broke. and so uh, it does have a lifetime warranty, but you know we're talking you know six to six weeks to get it fixed and returned and repaired and all that. So I had to go buy a new backpack. Um, on short notice, I did a little bit of research with the uh, the old wire cutter and headed down to REI. And I picked up the Patagonia twenty five liter black hole, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty solid bag back, backpack. It uh, it holds stuff. It uh, the advantage it has over my last backpack is it has a an external water bo- bottle holder. Um, but
0: you know, I, I think I think if you ever wanted to work in marketing, Matt Ray, you have got you you you're set. Just like this bag holds stuff. <laughs> it doesn't. You break. Know, I mean,
2: I'm like, who came up with the name Black Hole? And then I, like, you know, open it up, and it's a big hole. Uh, No, Uh, but it it does have some internal pockets, but it's uh, large and deep. Um, But it's actually not like a large, large bag. That's what I kind of like. I wanted a small laptop bag. So I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, That's uh, that's, uh, my pick. And then, of course, tacos. Um, uh, Given the fact that I've been in Australia, uh, who I love Australia, but not particularly known for their tacos – I've been eating tacos at least every, once every day.
0: Uh probably
2: going to torchies after this.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I I know what you're saying, Matt Ray. Of course. <laughs> of course that, you that, do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, you know I, I don't know. I have to say though, I'm 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 a little touch and go on torchies. I'm not sure. I fe, I feel like Well, uh,
2: I, I I you know, I have to be walking oh. distance to the hotel and and so I I I did uh, Veracruz for breakfast. I did. Uh-huh. Um uh I did, I did another tackle place yesterday. Um, I, I'm running out of, of places I haven't done. I'm going to have to start repeating myself, which is okay.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I went. Yeah, well, okay. Well, uh, how about yourself? Uh, well, uh, hold, hold on, hold on. The real question with the, the, the Patagonia purchases was it yes. worth paying five times more than you would pay for a similar thing that was not called Patagonia? It wasn't,
2: it wasn't five times more.
0: Um, so it. Uh, well, that's, that's the whole premise of my humorous question
2: ah yes yes three uh,
0: three times more wouldn't be as funny
2: no 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 not 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 three not five but i'd say it was uh maybe 20 percent more um Whoa. it was it was a nice it was actually a nicer backpack than uh you know the one that was 30 bucks cheaper
0: so i see i see okay i'm, good I'm to pretty know. Happy. well brandon what do you have to recommend this week
1: well, before we get to that, I feel like we need to get Black Hole uh, Patagonia as a sponsor. Because then, Cote, okay, didn't you recommend the duffel bag Black Hole? Oh yeah, the, the uh, M- a while the, back.
0: Yeah, well, the the MLC I think is what I always recommend, and yeah, I I like all Patagonia things. And, uh, okay. All right. Well, I, I think
1: if you want, I, if listening if Patagonia, if you want to uh, reach a cloud specific audience to sell your bags, you know, give us a call. <laughs> we'll be happy to yeah, yeah that happen uh. for you.
0: I, I feel I feel like the intersection of computer nerds and like. uh like outdoor nerds is maybe be maybe zero. Like I, I think those two cultures just don't really. Maybe. But I
1: do think computer nerds like to talk about their personal carry
0: device. That's true. Right? That's so, true. Uh, I, I think
1: you can have a whole podcast just around personal carry in uh, tech, and you would probably do really well.
0: I I, th- I think what I was trying to say is if if we're pitching this Brandon to Patagonia. Uh, no. That we are going to need to talk not to the people who are kind of like the, the, the guardians of the culture of Patagonia yes. and like what people do with it. We're going to have to talk to just the straight up uh, money people who are just like I'm. I'm just here to make money. So I they're not at
2: Patagonia. They they stopped. I, I'm pretty sure they left. Yeah, yeah. they're, think, they're, they're like when I go
0: left. when when I check my mail at the end of the driveway, I get in my suburban like you know that's that's what i'm here for (laughs) yeah we'll
1: have to cut that part the first part of that pitch so okay all right well we'll work on that we have some stuff to workshop for before we go to meet with patagonia but in the meantime uh, if you're looking for something to watch uh, i i started the old man just came out uh just i think last week it's on fx or hulu or you know however you get that kind of streaming stuff it's really good it's got uh, jeff bridges in uh john lithgow it's kind of a thriller uh it's really good i re- highly recommend if you're sort of on the fence not sure at your show definitely watch the first episode it's uh good it has some good action scenes from some surprising characters so check it out bold man
0: well uh i have a first uh, a follow-up you know last week i recommended the uh the D board game like D adventure begins or something uh I, I forget the exact name it was uh you know, it's this, it's, the, it's a good board game, kind of entry level for kids. It says it's it's for age ten and above, but I think my my uh, eight year old daughter did well with it. The only thing I want to add is that if you also have a two year old, it's not going to work out. There's a lot of there's a lot of little pieces and dice, the choke and yeah. And so like you just got to this is this is unfortunately the situation is like the two year old. If there's two adults, the two year old is always around. You can remember that if if there's two. The two-year-old's always there is basically how it goes. But my other recommendation, so I finally got a uh, an, an actual camera instead of my phone uh, for for the camera here. And uh, I, I was about to pr- purchase. I have the Sony SV1, which supposedly you can use as a uh, – just plug in the USB and use as a webcam. But, of course, you have to install some drivers, and then it only does it in 720p. So I was like, oh, I got to get one of those HDMI things. To plug it in, so you can just go straight with it. I was I was just about to buy the Elgato Cam Link 4K, and then I thought I feel like did I buy this and return it? And so I went to go look. <laughs> I went to go look at my Amazon and my Cool Blue orders and the returns. There was no returns. So then I literally looked over my left shoulder and I saw it sitting there on the bookshelf. I had already purchased it. <laughs> And so I could just plug it in and use it. And so that's my recommendation is the Elgato Cam Link 4K is great. I also had, uh, I have one of these like the Elgato HDS whatever six, but that one's too complicated and big, but that's if you're doing like gameplay and you need to pass through. But this thing is just like, I think I, it, it, now you can buy it for like 90 euros and it's perfect. You just plug an HDMI thing in there and boom, you got like a new camera. Like, it's, uh, it's great. solves a lot of problems. Uh, and you don't even need a, a power adopter for it. Adopter? Adapter. It's uh, good stuff. Well, speaking of, if you have decided to adapt and adopt a new listening habit, I hope it's this one, the Software Defined Talk podcast. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to com slash 364. When you go there, you can also see how to join our Slack community, which is great. All sorts of stuff going there. And uh, I think there's some pictures on there, too, you can look at. I don't know. Just hang out there. Reload it a lot. We'll give that fireside. a uh, See if they are using Cloudflare or lin- Linode or something. Well, hopefully you won't get stuck in a black hole. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: I don't know, Koke. I feel like you, you need to step up to the HDMI switcher. I, I, you know, I don't want to rain on your parade. That's, that's your next evolution. Now that you have the 4K, you're going to go to the next one. It's like well, I want yeah. multiple cameras, so you'll be there um, soon enough. Well, I was I,
0: thinking, you know, at the thrift stores, you can buy all these old digital cameras, and yeah. I think they have HDMI out. So I should get some really old ones, and I could. Well, use you need
2: to stuff. find which ones are compatible. So, like, my wife has has a, an old SDR, and I, I think, um, I, I think it just it, it was too, like the last model that was unsupported. And I need to go and see if this Camlink one does it because I think Canon put out software so you could you know you do it without having to buy external stuff. But yeah, yeah, my wife's. yeah. There's, then, there's
0: and, it's always limitations though. Whereas with this, I think it's just a dumb signal. Like, it just yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. so the key doesn't... thing
1: you have to look for is clean HDMI. That's what yes. you need. that's yeah, the I'd... magic because most everything will have HDMI out, but a lot of times yeah. they'll have like you know the the captions and stuff. So, yeah. and then there's like Matt right. this is a perfect place for you because there's a oh, whole know. uh community of people who have hacked the various bioses and there, there is a complete, you...
2: there's an open source replacement firmware yeah. for for I think for Canon. Yeah, um, and I think Nikon, yeah, I think one of right. them one yeah. of them has like, you know, you can go and replace the phone o- or the the camera OS. Um but yes. but I'm using that uh Camo with my uh, my my uh, Sony phone, you know, with is my it, old ca- Sony. Is,
0: is it is it, is it, is works it camo great. from The Simpsons? Wasn't there someone named Camo in there? It was like Camo. Uh, but I think we
1: talked about it. I don't think Matt. I, I, you probably didn't uh, <laughs> care, but like you know, uh, they sort of uh, Sherlock that feature a little bit. They totally iPhone. Sherlocked it with the new. So iPhone, you can, uh, yeah. You just have an old iPhone now. You can just use uh, well or, or you Use it with
2: your yeah. new iPhone. Yeah, you absolutely. Use with your no. new iPhone, all, all, all they need to make sure is that. Um, it supports a cable
1: because the wireless, I, I don't trust wireless. Don't trust, Yeah, I agree. For, for, for
0: streaming
2: YouTube wireless
1: I mean, is going to be weird. So, yeah, but, you so, know,
0: it, I, I think, I think for, for my novelty, HDMI switching, I mean, I want a dirty HDMI.
1: As some after show, well, I'll pause right after. Well, that's a good edit point. We'll pick up another subject. I just want everybody to know, cause I'll throw a nap show. Kote has been wrestling with his animal for the last, <laughs> Three to five minutes it 's like it 's like a war between barking and can Kote keep his hand on the collar and soothe the dog simultaneously while making cohesive points i 'm running it, out of hands here it 's a rare thing. I think the dog is is wearing him down if this if we go ten more minutes, Kote completely loses control so we 'll leave that as uh, as uh, we 'll make that a little after show plug for
0: everyone so. <sighs>
1: All right, All good right. job, Kote. You okay? Do you need Do you need to like walk Do you need to like walk the dog a little bit or? Uh, you oh, know? I thought you were gonna
0: see if I need to like you know walk <laughs> or, it do off. You,
1: or do you need to like a walk? Yeah, around? do you no?
0: need to uh,
2: pace around the room and yeah. yeah?
0: I'm I'm sure I'm sure you know uh, some other podcast I listened to some you know the one of the Merlin Man podcasts was complaining about like who who are these people who leave the house without taking keys for the house and and the you know those people are are my other family members. <laughs> I'm sure it was just. I'm sure Cormac went off to go do something, and he didn't take keys and blah blah. The dog, the dog, the dog is crazy. Okay, what? Do I, um, so you yeah, wanna go, go So apart. just figure like I can I'll see cut it the... over your shoulder.
1: All right, All right. <laughs> I'll cut it at like the Cerner thing, so you can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you could like take us into a new. I don't know how long, how long have we been. Are we, are we gonna wrap uh, we're up like or we, 50 we
2: minutes? I, I think we're running out of things. Unless y'all want to okay. talk we... about right, okay. something.
0: Okay, what do you want to do? You. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the capture thing real quick and then go into <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. It, you, I don't know. On? Do you need, do you need,
1: do you need me and Matt to finish it off? <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is the kind of streaming people come from. As Brian says, this is magic. That's the comment from the,
0: uh, she's just so excited.
1: This is, <laughs> <laughs> I know dogs usually pretty calm. I guess it's earlier. We're yeah, yeah, earlier. yeah. There's so there's, a, there's usually nothing
0: going on, but now there's like commotion everywhere. So okay. it's uh okay. Alright. <laughs> Let
1: me Wait, I can't
0: I can't cuz I'm sealed in here. I can't do anything. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. This is this is going to have This is going to have to be a uh